Let's go ahead and start. Unique New York. Unique New York. All right, folks, I'm going to win this again. I will not screw it up. <laughs> the ideas and content. <laughs> Stop it. The ideas and content. Now I totally am lunching on the whole thing. It's hard to memorize one whole sentence. (laughs) Okay, here we go. I got it. I got it now. Remember? All right, I got it. The ideas and content expressed in this podcast are our own and do not reflect the views or opinions of any any current or previous employers. Perfect. It's perfect. I mean, close to perfect. It's close to perfect. A couple weeks ago, you said employees, (laughs) which makes me laugh every time I think about it. Um, Anyway, so welcome back to Construction Manager Podcast. Um, you know, we got a great episode tonight. It's really important amazing. One. Very important. And it is, I, I'm going to tell you, so, so guys, today we're going to talk about frame checks. Um, and it is so critically important. I have, through the years, there I have seen firsthand disasters because people didn't actually go in and make sure the house was good before they... Uh, put the drywall up or whatever. Uh, so we're going to talk about that sure. today. But first, Jason, I got to tell you, I watched a show. We we talked about this a little bit, but I watched a show called uh, The Hunt on the History Channel. Oh, yeah. Um, all about bear hunting in Kodiak. And I got to tell you, so I've wanted to go home. I've never, you know, full disclosure for all of our, our uh, outdoorsmen out there and women, outdoors people, whatever, listening. I've never been hunting. I have all the equipment. I've had two hunting licenses. I've just never been able to get out there and murder some <laughs> animals and eat them. Um, so I'm watching this. I'm watching this show, and they're they're hunting bear in Alaska in Kodiak. It's amazing. I'm watching. I'm I'm like my heart is pounding out of my chest as they're stalking these these uh, whatever kind of bears they. I don't know brown bear, grizzly bear. I don't know what the hell they are. Um, but I, so I, I got to go. This is the year, man. I am going. I got my, I have a recurve. I love it. I got it out. You know, I'm going to grab a target actually this weekend and start target practicing. You know, I'm doing it. This is the year. This is the year. Bambi. That's great. Look out. You know what? I, I found a, uh, <laughs> found a, a black snake in my driveway yesterday. Long. It was like, fuck. Excuse me. It was like four feet long. And I was looking at it and I was like, you're number one mother ever. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know they eat all the rats right oh dude he had lumps all over his body it looked like he'd been to like a mouse smorgasbord so right. i just brushed him into the bush and was like get out of here man i love when you are super passionate about anything um i love to hunt i love to fish i love to hear that you could be on the verge of an obsession oh, i dude. know that coaching has slowed down if not stopped for you and that's exactly what happened to me quit coaching rugby and playing rugby and i was officially obsessed with running myself yeah man i'm telling you so i you know i do love to hear you say that you've been watching this show and you're all into it and you can't wait to go and you can't remember what kind of bears it was but that's not it's not important they were huge (laughs) and the funniest thing was one dude is like he he's got a uh, compound bow and he's got his buddy with him with a rifle and he pulls back and the freaking uh cams on his compound bow come off the arrow drops to the ground. The guy looks like he's just shit his pants. And his buddy starts, and this was really cool. I, we talked about this. This is really cool. So his buddy jumps up and he's like, get out of here, bear. And he shoots the rifle into the dirt. 
just to scare the bear off. And I'm like, what the hell is he doing, man? Put one between that bear's eyes. Um, and, you know, they interview the guys afterwards and like, you know, what, what happened? And he's like, look, we came here to go bow hunting. And the last thing we want to do is put a bullet in a bear. We want it to be an arrow. That's why I shot into the dirt just to get that bear to get out of here. And we'll try again later. And I was like, that is super cool, man. That is like, that is yeah. having a goal and just sticking with it no matter what. Yeah, and not being, not willing to, uh, to sacrifice the goal. And a lot of times those seasons are different and stuff too. I'm a bow hunter myself, so I, I definitely enjoy the challenge. Dude, let me tell you something. Some animal out there doesn't know it, but I got his number. <laughs> or her, whatever. Some delicious animal is going down. Dude, because I am going to, I might just bite into that some bitch right there in the woods. <laughs> God, I hope you invite me for the first go around. I can't wait to see this show. Oh, it's going to be a show, dude. I'll probably be so nervous. I'll probably, who knows? I'll probably fall out of a tree. I don't know. Well, if anybody <laughs> listening is a hunter, you know, we all know that he will screw up his first three chances. So, no big deal. Uh, dude, from what I, what I think is going to happen is my heart is probably going to be pounding so hard in my chest. <laughs> I won't even be able to, I, I just, I don't know. Who knows? Or maybe I'm going to get a 10-pointer first time out, first release. Boom. Done. Expert. Yeah, I would definitely hate your guts if that was the case. <laughs> All right, let's talk about let's talk about frame checks. Um, frame checks because it's so critically critically important. So, I would uh, pull up this outline. So, you know, the big question is, you know, when do we do them? Right, that's the first thing we got to ask. When when when's a, a, the right time to do a frame check? Um, and in my opinion, just to, and for those people who don't know, you know, we do a frame check. We build a structure, typically out of wood or whatever. There's I think there's two times you need to go in and look at it. The first one. You know, your framer comes to you and says, hey, that house is done. It's under roof. Windows are in. It's dried in, right? Um, says that, that house or that building or whatever is trade ready. So you go in there. You walk it. You make sure every option that's supposed to be in there is there. It's truly uh, dried in. All the windows, the doors, the roof, everything is, is complete in the house. Um, you know, we talk about critical dimensions, you know, you're measuring your bathrooms to make sure that whatever size vanities are going in there will fit. You know, you've got enough space for your toilet, your tub, whether it's a tub or the walk-in shower, your kitchens, you know, all the blocking for the cabinets are installed. You know, your dimensions are proper for your kitchen cabinets to make sure that they're going to fit. You know, everything that any, any mechanical contractor needs to do his job is done. Um, you know, stairs are set, and not falling down, um, uh, head height is right. You know, the house is ready, you know, trade ready. So once that occurs, um, you know, you can release your mechanical trade, so to speak, right? Mechanical, of course, you know, you're talking HVAC, plumbing, electrical, low voltage, you know, whatever else you got going on in there. And if, if you've listened to this podcast before, we're not saying that this is the first time you start kicking around in the lot that you're building here. No this is just the first time we check the wooden frame structure. The idea here is we're building mostly homes, either slab on grade or on a basement, concrete foundations uh, in Virginia. And once you start, you know, that first bottom plate and then frame it up, most of the time – Damon and I are working with panelized construction for, for the majority of what we build at our company. So 
Uh, I'm sure that while you're, you know, if you're stick building a home and you're the GC responsible for the framer, you're probably going to want to check before they get to the second deck when making sure all your window openings are correct and all that stuff. Um, with a panelized build, it's already built. We're just assembling it. So no matter what, you're going to go back and make changes. If your window openings are wrong, you're not going to like stop everything when you're standing up one first floor wall and go back and redo it. Um, you're going to put the whole structure together and then you're going to make adjustments. So you know what? I totally agree with you in a panelized framing scenario, get it all on the roof, get it all situated, do a frame check before trades to make sure that things are in place uh, for those trades to come in. You know, that brings up a, a really good point. So what, one of the things that we should probably mention is the difference between, you know, most big production builders are panelizing their houses, which means the walls are being built in a factory and then driven out to the job site. The framer then picks them up and stands them up, right? And he's got a, right. almost like a map of where they go. So he's got a big picture, like plans, opens it up and it says, okay, panel number one goes in, you know, slot number one, panel B, blah, 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 so on and so forth. Um, but one thing that we didn't talk about, so if you're stick framing a house, and this is, this is, it's really important for both panelization and stick framing, is to have that pre-construction meeting with the framer and go over and say, hey, man, here are the plans, here are the options, here's anything special that's going into this house before they start framing so they don't have to. So with panelization, typically they're going to have that first. So all your options, hopefully, are going to come out in the panels. They can stand it up. Anything special, any special requests the, the owner has asked for is already in it. But with stick framing, right. it's a little bit different. So you got to have that meeting and say, here are the options. Here is what we're changing about this house, or here's what we're adding to this house, so that as they're building it, they get those options. Because you don't want to build the whole structure, then find out, oh, you know what, there's a bunch of options that got missed. Now i got to go back in here and rip walls down, move doors, move stairs, add rooms, so on and so forth. So planning is uh, is super critical. So, sorry, let's let's jump ahead here. So, let me, let me back up. So one of the main reasons you want to make sure that house is trade ready, and I've seen this a million thousand times, is if you don't, your trades are going to run through that house. They're going to put all their mechanicals in place. And if you find out like, oh, I have a bathroom that uh, we reconfigured. Well, now your HVAC, your electrician, your plumber, everybody, your framer has to go back into that room, rip out their materials, rip out their finished high quality work, change it. And it just, it just, it, you don't get the same quality when you're ripping stuff out and reinstalling it in my, in my yeah, opinion. And another thing is when your customer sees that, they just lose faith in what you're doing. It, it makes it so that it's hard to, you know, to, to keep that confidence level that the guy who's running the show is doing things correctly. Right. And if you've watched any of our YouTube videos, confidence, you know, talking about, you know, you're the expert. You need to maintain that con confidence. That is critical. It's critical because the second you lose, it, it, you know, for me, if I go to a mechanic and get my, my car worked on or whatever, and he doesn't know, you know, what's the, the difference between the front seat and the back seat. And I'm like, really, dude, I'm taking it somewhere else. If he says, hey, you're, uh, if he tells me there's something wrong with my engine, I'm like, hey, dude, it's a hybrid. And he's like, oh, oh, I didn't realize. I'm like, bye. You know, I'm never coming back here. I, you got to right. have confidence in the people that are working on your houses, your cars, or, you know, whatever. Anyway, so the house, so, you know, you're building, it's trade ready. Boom. Your trades are going to go in there. Jason, what are your trades going to do? <laughs> so if we're on the same page. 
what, what do you mean? What are the traits going to do? They're going to damage gonna... your house. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing better. If you're talking about if, if you're talking about what kind of problems happens as the traits go through the home, that that, that list is long. I mean, it, there could be a whole bunch of different things. Sometimes you know, a trade partner will pull things out of the way because the way it's framed doesn't work for their trade. Yeah. Um, with the idea that you're going to come back and box around their <laughs> duct work or finish, you know, pad on the wall or a plumbing stack goes or something along those lines. Dude, um, it, it never fails. Sometimes I feel like like you've seen, and I always like to to point out the precision HVAC technician with his chainsaw <laughs> cut, cutting holes yeah, through pull starting your tools, folks. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. probably not precise. Yeah, yeah, precision and a pull start probably don't go together. But man, <laughs> you, you know, you see it all the time. So, and sometimes I get the impression that some of these mechanical trades think that, you know lumber in their way is is just an inconvenience and it's okay to just rip it out of the ceiling and leave it on the floor or punch a hole through it or whatever um so anyway so <laughs> we'll fast forward a little bit so all our trades go through right we got our hvac contractors gone through installed all this duct work typically his furnace his heat pump or both or whatever uh the plumber's gone through they've run all their plumbing lines they're set all their tubs they've got their gas you know installed or whatever everything stubbed out to the meters electrician's gone through and cut a bazillion holes everywhere. You know, he's all done. He's got a, he's all boxed out. We call it. So he's got all his outlet boxes, all his recess lights, all those surface mounts, whatever. They're all installed in the, in the building. Your, you know, uh, low voltage guy comes in, he puts all the cable stuff, you know, whatever, all the WAP I'm seeing all over the place. What, what does that stand for? I don't even know. It's like, uh, I don't know. Self boosters. <laughs> who knows? Who cares? Anyway, this is not a show on technology. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God. Um, you know, but you get all your camera. You know, in some cases, you know, a lot of people install cameras, all kinds of gizmos and stuff. People are putting in the houses these days. Um, your network box, that sort of thing. Sprinkler guy, if you got sprinkle, if your house is sprinkled or whatever, they come through, do a bunch of damage. <laughs> right. Um, so anyway, so this is like, so they're all done, right? Everybody's like, hey, I'm done. I'm done. Time to get inspections. So this is, in my opinion, it's almost, uh, it's as important as that first one, right? Because now when you go into that house, you know, I call it a frame check, but really it, it's so much more. Because now, of course, you know, because you're looking at everything at this point. You're looking at all those trades. You're looking for damage. You're looking to make sure that they've all done their job properly. You're looking to make sure that you're ready for, you know, your inspections, Um you know, everything's buttoned up and you know, so I, I take a, I'll just run through the, the approach that I take with it and you can, you can tell me how you do it, Jason. But so I, I do two things. One, I have a numbering system. So if I go into a house, typically I'm going to find anywhere from, you know, who knows, man, it could be anywhere from 50 to a hundred items depending on the size of the house. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I get pretty nitpicky. I'm not gonna lie. I get, I get down to the nitty gritty sometimes. So, but what I like to do is I'll go into the house and I'll do three things. I'll have, um, the elevation of the home, right. And I'll walk all the way around the house, the structure, whatever it is, you know, the front and all the sides. And I look to make sure if I'm supposed to have a window or some kind of an architectural feature, it's installed. It's there. We're ready for it. You know, if I've got brick on the house, everything is built out. All my gables are built out to allow the brick to come up behind it. You know, my, my cornice is on that sort of thing. So I want to make sure the structure is ready for my exterior trades to come out and work. 
I'm going to make sure that all my penetrations are through, you know, depending on the, the type of, uh, of uh, envelope I've got on the house, right? Whether it's Tyvek or zip walls or, right. or whatever, I make sure that it's free and clear. There's no damage to it. You know, I'm ready for my siding contractor, my mason or whoever. Um, and all my exterior features, like I said, are in. Doors are set properly, windows are set properly, et cetera. All the flashing is done. And I go into the house and I typically, I'll go to the top floor, whether it's the master bedroom or wherever, but the top floor, and I always start by looking up. I'm like, okay. Do I have any damaged trusses? Are there rafters that are damaged? Mm -hmm. What's going on? I'm looking all around, looking at everything above me. I'm looking at HVAC lines, make sure they're not pinched, make sure they're all secured, they're hang, they're hung properly. Uh, all the registers in the ceiling are secured properly to the to the <clears throat> bottom of the trusses or whatever. Yes. Um, I'm following my electrical lines to make sure. If, okay, this is supposed to be a, a ceiling fan rough in, so I should have two lines, right? One for the fan, one for the light. I'm following it down to make sure it's switched properly. And I'm looking at it, I'm marking the door jam. This is a two eight door. You know, this is the hinge side. Make sure the box for the switch is on the right side so it's not installed behind where the door is gonna open. You know what I'm saying? Um, True. You know, if there's a bathroom in the room, I go in there and I physically yank on all the plumbing lines to make sure that they're glued. You know? Right. I'm looking at boots. If my plumber went in there and mangled my stud, you know, he cut all the way through it, you gotta put a boot on that stud, boot stud. So I'm making sure those are on my, all my nail plates are on for my electrical lines, my plumbing lines, my sprinkler lines, um, everything. Um, you know, I don't, I, I'm not in a position to do a lot of frame checks these days, but I can tell you the, the last one I did was anywhere between two and a half to three hours. And that's a lot of time to devote, especially if you're a busy construction manager, man, you got a million people yeah. calling you a million things to do. That's a lot of time to devote to a house. Well, Okay, so here's my philosophy on that. You're walking through all your homes, even the ones that are just about to be frame-checked or have just been frame-checked, okay? And basically, I think that you make your list to call out the things that you see quickly as you're coming through at each phase. Like, mm -hmm. hey, man, I'm coming in on Wednesday to do my frame-check. I noticed you don't have your roof boots in yet. and You still got wire hanging. You need to get those ceiling fan boxes mm -hmm. up. And you marked your, you know, the framer foreman marked his boat studs in there, but they still haven't been cut out of there. And, you know, get that stuff cleaned up out of the basement. That should be part of your regular list prior to the frame-check. Your yeah. frame-check is the fail-safe time where you make sure that when you start putting expensive tile on the wall, or tying your shower to the floor or setting your vanities or putting your kitchen together that you've got the right dimensions and that you don't have a perfectly finished painted drywall product trimmed out and you're trying to set cabinets and they don't fit and you yeah. have to cut walls apart. Yeah, no, right? I love it. I love it. That, and that's, I mean, that, and that's the thing, right? If you're walking your house two, three times a day, when you go do that frame check, your, your issues should be minimal. So. Right. And especially because you're setting the standard for the subcontractors or trade partners on a regular basis. Yeah. And the, so they know on this next house that I'm building right now, I can't just nail three quarters of the spots in the hangar. I have to get all of them because it's going <laughs> to ding me on it. You know, things like little, little minor things like that. Dude, that's my favorite. I'm like, man, why didn't you put a nail in each one of those holes? Oh, I'm coming back to it. I'm like, okay, well, yeah. I hope the house doesn't fall down to me. How's that working out for you? Because there's 12 <laughs> more on the second floor. Right? You basically, you basically tacked it up. How about, right? You know, let's make it secure. Yeah. So, you know, so anyway, so I was going back to, I was talking about that numbering system. So if I find an item at this frame check, I'm, I will write it on the floor or the wall or wherever. I'll put it like a one. I'll circle it with spray paint. I'll spray paint the item and I'll make a list. You know, number one, 
and I label the floor so everybody knows where I'm at. So if I'm in the family room, I'm yeah. like family room. I don't leave anything to, um, I don't, I'm not trying to, to play a mystery game. I want people to know exactly where the item is and go fix it. So I'll write like family room on right. the floor, you know, boat stud, item number one, I put it on my list and I put the contractor responsible for it next to it. Then I move on to the next one and I might find, you know, whatever, missing nail plate for a plumbing line. Item number two, spray paint, add it to the list, plumber. And when I'm done, I've got right. all these items and I send it out to all the trades. Everybody gets the full list with their name next to it. And I say, this is your item. It's item number one. It's in the family room. This is the issue. Go fix it. I give them a date. They get in there, get it done. Um, because they know that house is going into drywall, right? So I got to insulate it. I got to drywall it. I got to get done with this house. Um, right. And I find that if you have a lot of notes, I don't want to say notes, but if, if your building inspector goes into a building and he sees that someone has gone through this house meticulously and properly checked everything, man, your inspections are going to be quick. They, they're going to know you're, all, you're already on top of your game, you know? But the one thing you have to do is go back and mark it. Once the item is complete, put an X through it or something. So the inspector knows that you didn't just find it. You actually corrected the problem too. So, <laughs> That's a good point. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I had a little bit of a different philosophy when I was doing frame checks all the time where I would write with spray paint, write what it is, boat stud. Yeah. Or I would write, move, you know, move this to over here and I spray paint a line and an arrow and a, mark where the data jack goes or whatever yeah um and that way you could visually just look at oh he's he's corrected this thing already and i always felt like that was an indicator from to to my customer that i am in fact looking at these guys work and taking responsibility for making sure that it's right oh yeah definitely definitely so and again, it just comes back to confidence because the homeowners will see that and they'll be like, "Oh, this guy's on top of his game. He knows what's up." And exactly. the other thing that I, I always tell, like, if I'm if I'm doing some training or whatever, I always tell these guys, if you do this, if you are constantly in your houses and you're constantly checking, you know, after every sub to make sure, every trade partner to make sure that their work is in the right place. When it comes down to demonstrating that that product or that home or whatever to your customer, you'll know it so well that you will literally not have to, like you can walk into a room and just know where everything is already. You can say, this is installed here and this is here and you ask for this and this is done. And that instills so much confidence in the customer that they're like, oh my God, this guy knows my house better than I do. You know right. what I mean? And that's that's what they're looking for. You know, if you're gonna spend that kind of, of scratch on a property, you wanna know, I mean, you know, we always talk about, it. oh, it's the biggest investment people are ever gonna make. And it's true for most people. Um, I don't know what kind of investment Trump's making, but <laughs> probably bigger than a house. Anyway, so, Slightly. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it goes a long way, I think, to when you're, when you, ha if you know the product that well, when you're demonstrating it, to just know it like the back of your hand, it's, it just goes a long way. Um, what, kind of, what kind of issues have you come up with uh, for houses that haven't been properly frame checked, Jason? You ever have any uh, issues? Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> never. Unfortunately, no, it, it, I've definitely had issues. I've had issues in houses that I was the CM on. I've had issues on ones that I frame check and just miss something slightly, you know, and, oh, yeah. and you run into it later. Um, vanities with vanity extensions and fillers, uh, how, you know, uh, how, how plumb or square a knee wall is when you're putting mm -hmm. cabinetry up against it. Oh yeah. Um, I had one where it was like a box bay but the window wasn't set square in the opening 
and and it wasn't uh it wasn't very noticeable until he trimmed everything mm. that was yeah. a, that's that was kind of a recent one maybe in the last couple of years where I use it as an example, like, hey, look, if you frame check this house, you'll catch this because you'll be pulling a tape on that window. Yeah. It will look funny to you. It's shimmed hard mm-hmm. on one side and got, you know, a piece of plywood in the other. And I don't know. I, well, I, I think those are all great examples. You know what my favorite, got... my favorite examples are? <laughs> and I know What's you've that? seen this. You walk through a house. And there will be like a two by four sticking out of the drywall, right? How's this drywall <laughs> trimmed? Yeah. You walk through and there's like this rando piece of lumber <laughs> sticking into a room. And you're like, what the hell right. is this? <laughs> yeah, and that's it's be- true. And, you know, it's because your your drywall guys came through and they're like, well, this isn't right. I'm not supposed to drywall that. And they just drywall around it. So you got, you know. Yeah. Or, the guy's know. like, well, I could fix it, but all I brought was stilts and, <laughs> and a this, hammer and this <laughs> well, you know, another one that I found, and thank God it's been rare, but I've seen this. Um, you know, you'll go, house will get drywall or whatever, and you'll go running up the stairs, and you'll realize, I have to duck to go upstairs. Oh, my God. The stairs are set. I don't have enough yeah. head height. Or you're wearing a hard hat, and you just whack yourself right in the forehead. You're oh, like, yeah. oh, man, that's not going to work. Oh, yeah. Wait, I think something's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I see it all the time, you know, but I'm telling you, once you trim a house, you drywall it and trim it. Anything that all those walls that are out of square, all those, you know, studs that were bowed that you didn't fix, it all shows up in the right. trim. And that's when you start to get true. those wavy walls, trim that looks terrible. You've, you know, you've heard the expression, caulk and paint, make it what it ain't. Well, that is the dumbest thing ever. Um, right. Because if you had to put a half inch, you know, bead of caulk on a piece of trim because it's bowing out from the wall that much, man, that's a problem. I don't want that house. You know, right. and, and we really shouldn't be delivering houses like that. It's a, it's an issue. So yeah, the, it's the small things that show the notice, the, the, the diff distance between casing in a corner or the gap at the bottom of your door, how a square piece of tile sits from the bottom of the tub, you know, to the top of the wall. Yeah. Those are the things that'll jump out at you. You know, when you're finished putting a whole wall of tile up, that's when you notice how out of square it was. If you, aren't frame checking your houses. I mean, yeah. you can pull a tape on that, figure it out quick, real quick, but you can use, I'm going to try and say Pythagorean's theory, maybe. <laughs> not, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's the Pythagorean theorem. There and, it is. Uh, <laughs> and you should, you should never take like numeric advice from Damien. You should really Ever. just listen to his vague, <laughs> like overall blanket advice. It's true. <laughs> or, or you can just use a framing square. You know, right. jam it in the corner. Oh, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank God it's the weekend. <laughs> uh. Anyway. All right. So I think we've I think we've talked about that enough. It's super important, guys. It's critical. If you're building something, you need to get in it, obviously, every day. But there are, you know, we had, we had a podcast where we talked about critical path inspections, that sort of thing. You know, before your mechanical contractors start and after they're done, those are two really important areas where you got to get into that building. You got to really use a critical eye. You know, I, I consider it almost as you're walking every day, you're kind of looking for big, big stuff, big picture items. got to fix this, got to fix that. When you're doing one of those inspections, you're really, especially after your mechanical trade has started, that is a, that is a focused inspection. You are looking at everything down to, you know, nail plates. You know, you're, you need to make sure that that structure is sound mechanical installation is good it's clean and you're ready to move on to the next phase of construction 
super important. Right. Um, all right. And the things that we're saying here are the big picture vague things like we talked about. It will help you get through to your inspection with your county or your local municipality, yep. but it won't help your finishes. There's There's got to be a list in your company with your senior manager where they have followed it for years. That's what you should be seeking out. Yeah. I mean, we, there's, there's, you know, three or 400 things that you should be looking for in a frame check. We mentioned 20 of them today. Oh my God. Yeah. There's, yeah. You nailed that. You're absolutely right. Pardon the pun. Hey, you know, here, here's something funny. <laughs> I had a guy, this is years ago. I just thought of it. We were, we had just drywalled um, this building and uh, I was like, Hey man, go in there and make sure all drywall looks good. It was a junior guy, and he's like, yeah, no problem, I got it. And he had seen me writing with a black marker <laughs> on a frame check, right on studs, right on floors, that sort of thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. So he goes in there. So like an hour later, I'm like, I'm going to go check on this guy. And I walk in there, and he had written with black magic marker all over the walls. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing? And he said, what, what are you talking about? I found, I found some issues, so I'm just marking them up like you do. And I was like, no, dude, I do not write on drywall with yeah. black magic markers. I was like, our painters are going to have to paint this wall six times. And he's like, oh, oh, my uh, bad. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. <laughs> anyway, so here's the thing. So we got we, we keep talking about we've, we've gotten a lot of uh, we mentioned our live event coming up. Um, we've got a lot of people that have asked. When is it? Where is it? Give me the details. We're still finalizing them. We're trying to make it awesome. So I don't want to. I don't want to put anything out there yet. Um, but there is. We're working with. Um, I don't want to call it a veterans organization, but it's a uh, an organization that that helps veterans. Um, and we're trying to finalize everything. So be patient. I've gotten a ton of people that have asked me about it. Be patient. As soon as we finalize everything, we're going to roll the whole thing out. I'm hoping it corresponds with a construction project uh, that they're working on, but it would be awesome. Um, but as soon as we get the details finalized, we'll put it out there so that, so that everybody can make arrangements to come travel probably from overseas <laughs> to yeah, right. attend our event, fly in from yeah. the so West So you're here Coast. from Indochina, huh? That awesome. sounds great. Awesome. How long did it take you to get here? Well, only 18 hours. It's worth it, man. 18 hours for like an hour long event. I'm telling you, it's a construction management podcast event. It's worth it. Anyway, so the details will come out soon. Um, if you haven't already, jump on our uh, YouTube channel, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, follow us, like us, friend us, I don't know, whatever. Whatever you do on that on the various social media networks, do it. Um, and, and that's all we got. That's the show for this week. Jason, you got anything Thanks. else? That's it, man. That's all I got for this week. Awesome. All right, buddy. I'm going to go and get my target and practice uh, bow hunting in my backyard and just biting rabbits and squirrels until I remember. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, God. I can't wait to be part of this. I know. Awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. We will. Uh...